So a few months ago, I received a call from the hospital, particularly where mentally challenged people are residing. Mental hospital, you can call. And I was so stunned when I heard who was admitted there. So I took my wife and I went there and I tried to see the person because very good musician, very good uh, church member and very outstanding. But we didn't know that that person was going through some tough, tough, tough emotional challenges and where they ended up in mental hospital. So me and my wife stood there waiting for the person to come. So the person was passing through us. And I said, hello. Good afternoon. The person turned up and looked at me for a few seconds and really, really shocked me when the person asked me, who are you? For several years, I've been pastor for that member. And we had a lot of conversations, exchanges. We smiled, we laughed, and we shared some of the concerns of the young people and the church. I never thought that person would end in the mental hospital because of the challenges. And when the person asked me, who are you? And I was looking at the person and looking at my wife. And I said, I am Pastor John Milky. You are pastor. I'm here to pray for you. Prayer to me and walked away. And I was folding my hand and I was just looking at the person until that person disappeared into the ward. And we both were standing right in the corridor, just thinking about the, uh, about the situation of someone's life. So as we were just chatting, didn't want to go out, that person came back. Oh, you are Pastor John Milky. Am I right? I said, yes. Well, I saw you from there standing for a long time. What for? And I said, I came to see you. Oh, that's good. And that person had a chat with me for 30 solid minutes, but nothing rele relevant to that person's life, nor church life, nothing, nothing, just some random conversation. After 30 minutes conversation, that person said, okay, goodbye, and left. And we stood there and prayed. And we were thinking, although we couldn't understand the mindset of that person at the moment, the heartache, the pain that they went through. And as I was thinking about it, perhaps you or any person who is listening to the word of God may pass through some series of emotional 
mental, psychological, so also spiritual defects in your life. And therefore I prayed about it, Lord, have mercy upon us. Because it is so, the world is so dreadful, employment problems, educational problems, family issues, so many things have been encircled us. And God has given me a passage of scriptures, so also the title. And the title today that I would like to share with you, when your heart is overwhelmed. When your heart is overwhelmed. Some version says, when your heart is fainted. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I come to your feet at this moment. I'm so weak, O oh Lord, to see many people are really traumatized. Many people are fainted and overwhelmed. People are passing us, leaving us, moving away from the world into the grave. Very hard to take it and very hard to accept the situation. But still, dear Lord, we clearly understand that your presence is always there looking after us. So today, if there is anyone, dear Lord, who passed through such situation, may the Holy Spirit encourage us, help us and support us move forward. We will be very happy, dear Lord, even if there is one person touched by the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's turn to Psalms 61. I'm reading uh, 1 to 3. Psalms chapter 61, 1 to 3 for the time being. Cry my, uh, hear my cry, O Lord. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. You know, in this chapter, in this song, David was really, really penalized running up and down, caves to caves, mountain to mountain, valley after valley, not because of so many enemies, but because of the own children, family members were chasing him, trying to hunt him. And David was so exhausted in his life, and he was so overwhelmed, Lord, help me out. And even today, this Sabbath, and this afternoon, some of you may be sitting in your chair, turn on your Zoom or turn on your YouTube, trying to see if the Holy Spirit sees, speaks to my heart because it is overwhelmed, it is fainting, it's withering, my life is fading, my happiness is going out, my spiritual life is vacuum. And I would like to share with you exactly what David did when his heart was overwhelmed. And today, may the Holy Spirit speak to you. You may be sitting in your corner of your house, 
trying to think about the future. What's my future going to be? Maybe this pandemic is threatening you, tormenting you when you go to hospital to work, when your heart is overwhelmed. What David did will be your lessons as well by God's grace. Three things based on this text David did. Number one, when your heart is overwhelmed, learn to cry. Learn to cry. You know, I'm not talking about when you say, when the, when the, when the King James Version says, cry. It may be uh, shouting, yelling. But in the context of 61, what David did, he's not shouting, but he is weeping. So when your heart is overwhelmed, whether you are a man or whether you are a woman, whether you are elder or pastor, whoever it may be, learn to cry to the Lord. Weep. Let the tears shed from your eyes. Let the tears show your burden to the Lord. Lord, my heart is fainting. Help me out. Cry out. Learn to cry. That's exactly David did when his heart was overwhelmed. Let's read 61, 1 and 2. 61, 1 and 2. Hear my cry, O Lord. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Cry. Learn to cry. It's not only David. Even Jesus understood the concept of crying because sometimes our life is passing through some dreadful moment, experience, disappointments, failures, gossip and unnecessary comments. And God expects you to cry out with burden. Let's go to Hebrew chapter 5, verse 7. The experience or the practice of Jesus himself in the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and up supplications with loud cries and tears. With the loud, some, some translation says, vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Jesus who came to die on the cross as the ransom for you and me, when his heart was overwhelmed, burdened, he just burst into tears. Father, help me. Learn to cry. Hezekiah, he was a king. Everything was there. But when he fell in sick, when he was so scared of death, when he was passing through a severe shadow of death, what did he do? Second Kings chapter 20. Let's read one, two, three. In the, do in the days of Hezekiah, became mortally ill. And Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos, came to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord, saying, Remember now, O Lord. I beseech you how I have walked before you in truth and with the whole heart 
and I have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah, the king of Israel, wept bitterly. That's the secret of the answers of prayer. It is not just an opening song or closing song or some other uh, interceding prayer, but when your heart is overwhelmed, cry. Learn to cry. Learn to cry. Yeah, Muslim women, because of uh, this pandemic, we meet in Zoom. And I personally, by God's grace, speak in my own uh, native language and also English. So it goes around. So one Muslim lady called me, Moseda, her name is. Pastor, I would like to speak to you. I said, go ahead. I'm a Muslim. My only savior is my mother. For any burden, for anything, I just go and tell her. And she will give me a very good, comfortable words. And I'll be all right. But just a few days ago, my mother passed away. And she wrote to some of her inheritance on my name. So because my mother is gone, my father passed away long ago. My siblings and their families trying to persecute me, torture me. And I was completely overwhelmed. I didn't know what to do. Even day became dark for me. Even sun became dark for me. I was just living in the darkness of sorrows. I was weeping and weeping and weeping and weeping. And one day I decided, Pastor, to commit suicide. As I was thinking how to commit, I was trying to look for some means to do that. All of a sudden, my phone WhatsApp opened and someone sent me your sermon. I was just listening to that. And the Holy Spirit that you said touched me. And I don't care if my family members, just because of riches, torture me or trouble me. But I'm going to hang on the name of Jesus. I may be an, 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 an Islamic believer, but from today, I'm going to believe that Jesus will be with me because he has seen my tears, my agony, my pain. And now, Pastor, it is not the tears of sorrow. It is the tears of joy because I have a hope that I can still press on, move on, because there is somebody called Jesus there in heaven. Brothers and sisters, when your heart is overwhelmed, when you think you are fainting, when you think your hope is fading, remember to cry. Learn to cry. Let your eyes shed the tears before the Lord. That's what David did. And number two, what David did. Let's go to 61 verse 2. When your heart is overwhelmed, what did he do? Number two, uh, 61 verse 2. Psalm 61 verse 2. It says, from the end of the earth, 
I will cry to you. Psalm 61 and says, I will call to you when my heart is faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. The second point what David was trying to do is, he said to the Lord, Lord, that's it. No, no more to bear. No more to endure. Because the Bible says, 61.2, from the end of the earth, that's it, Lord, I have gone too far. My life is too far. My heart is so full of problems and difficulties. I can't even step another step because the next step is death. I have gone too far from the end of the earth. There is no further. That's the dead end. Oh dear Lord, I am crying from that particular point. That's it, Lord. You know, the honest parties, the honest parties, when our try become impossible, that's the time God says, it is possible for me. Now, David was standing at the end of the world, at the end of the earth. And he said, Lord, that's it. No more. I can't go further. There is no hope beyond it. That's it. It is dead, dead the end. Maybe some of you, you have a problem and you say, that's it, Lord. Where I can go further? I can't go further. That's it. I cannot see any doors open for me. We need to be very honest to the Lord. We have to open our heart. We don't have to pretend as if we are okay. You know, sometimes when I ask, how are you? Oh, I'm fine, Pastor. No problem. I'm just going. No, sometimes we are pretending as if we are so fine. We need to be honest to be the Lord. Lord, this is my problem. I can't, dear Lord. I'm so weak and I'm falling. That's it. I can't bend anymore. We need to be honest to be the Lord. Lord, that's it. I can't. I can't bear it anymore. I can't. My life is going down and down and down. Now I'm standing at the tip of the earth. That's what David did when his life, heart was overwhelmed. And you know what God says? Isaiah 41, verse 10. Isaiah 41 and 10 say, and 9 and 10 says, I took you from the ends of the earth. What do you mean by that? You have gone too far. No more tears to shed. You don't have any more strength on your knees to kneel down. End of it. That's it, Lord. And God says, I took you from the end of the earth, from its farthest corners, I called you. Let's open our hearts and say, dear Lord, that's it. No more. No more strength, Lord. Please have mercy upon me. October 21, 1966. School or the village in Afferban, Afferfan. 
And that particular school, children were enjoying because from tomorrow, half-term holiday, children were just enjoying running up and down. And in one of the villages in Wales called Aberfan, full of mines, and in one particular mine, it was blasted. It was blasted and the coal, 100 tons of coal just came running and killed 144 people in that school in about five minutes. 116 children and 28 teachers and faculties were killed when that 150 kilo tons of coal crushed the Wales village. Screaming, shouting everywhere. Children who are waiting for the holiday died, suffocated. 144 children in that particular school lost. Rescue operation came. People tried to dig it, take all the debris. And there was a silent a boy. Save me. Save me. I can't. I can't. I can't. Save me. In one particular classroom, Jeff Edwards opened his eyes. Thank you, Brother David. The next thing I remember, this is the testimony of Jeff Edwards. The next thing I remember, when he opened his eyes, the next thing I remember was waking up with all this material around me. Obviously, I did not know what had happened. Other than the fact I was trapped, I could hear screams and shouts, but I could not move because the desk was against my stomach. All the material from the roof had collapsed on top of me. And there was a dead girl neck uh, uh, to the left of me. My red leg, right leg was stuck in the radiator and there was a hot water coming out onto my leg. And he was just whispering, I can't, I can't, I can't. And that small still voice say, it is impossible. That's it, I'm dying. And the people just grabbed him and took him, wrapped him. You can see in the next picture or before that. And Jeff Edward was saved. He realized that was the last moment. Let me try somehow just to whisper and call people to help. And the same thing here in 61 Psalm says, just to tell God, Lord, I am at the end of the earth. I am crying to you. That's it, Lord. Please have mercy upon me. Lamentation, chapter, uh, <clears throat> sorry, uh, 142 Psalms, verse 1. Psalms 142, the same thing it says, with my voice, I cried out to the Lord. 
with my voice, I plead for mercy to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before him. I tell my trouble before him. Today, let's be honest to be the Lord. If it is impossible, tell the Lord, Lord, it is impossible. Nothing to hide from the Lord because God knows everything. What is upon you? What is giving you pressure? What is really overwhelming in your heart? Let's be honest. When David's heart was overwhelmed, he wept bitterly and told God, and number two, what he did is not only cried, he said, that's it, Lord, I can't move further. That's it, no strength, because I have already come to the end of the earth. I can't go further. The next one is death. That's it, Lord, please come by now. And the third thing, when your heart is overwhelmed, what you can do? I strongly believe at least a few of you even myself, many times, even today, our hearts are overwhelmed. And you may be sitting and just worrying what God is doing in my life. And David did the third thing. And that's the final. When David's heart was overwhelmed, he said, where to lead? He recommended, he suggested God where to lead? Psalm 61, 2 and 3. I like that. He is not asking for just a simple thing. He is asking, Lord, lead me. Lead me to the rock. Who is greater than I. For you have been my strong tower. You have been my refuge against the enemy. So here, David very strongly says, from the end of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. When you cry, you don't have to ask for money. You don't have to ask for work. You don't have to ask for help. You don't have to ask any material thing. Just cry to the Lord. Lord, I have been to this end of the earth. Please lead me to the rock. Because that rock is my shelter. That rock, Jesus Christ, is the rock of my ages. And that rock, Jesus Christ, is my refuge where I can go and hide myself from all these difficulties. From all these difficulties. Isaiah 26, my last text for today. Isaiah 26, 3 to 4, it says, You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Brothers and sisters, if you pass through the valley of shadow of death, difficult times, when your heart is overwhelmed, like David, we have to pray. Not for simple things, because our God is high and big God. We have to plead for bigger things. Lord, lead me to the rock which is higher than I. A blind young man, a blind young man from South India, 
His name is Srikant Bola. Finished his A-level. Desiring to join for IT. And he wanted to be an IT person. He believed he had mind about IT. He went for interview. And the officers in that university saw him. What you can do after all, you are blind. You can't just work in the computer. You can't work in any uh, technical uh, equipments. You can't do anything. So we are very sorry. Your application has been rejected. He was so disappointed. Number one, he was blind. Number two, he has come to the point that his application has been rejected. For a moment, he thought all his dream, his future, his disaster is gone, taken out. I'm helpless. As he was thinking, he realized why I should trust man? Why should not, although I am blind, I can lift my eyes on high where my help come from. He believed the Lord. He said, God will make a way. I may be blind. I can't see anything. But I can feel the presence of God in my life that he will push me forward. He will take me to the rock. He will take me to the higher place. And he started a small company by himself. And today, he is one of the richest men in India. He is a billionaire. He is a blind. He is blind. But he had confidence in God. Confidence in God. He is a billionaire now. Now thousands, thousands of people are working under him. He is, after all, 28 years old. He was blind. He was rejected. For a moment, he was discouraged. He thought, that's it. Nobody can care about this blind man. When I try to look, it's all dark and dark, utter dark. No light anywhere. I have come to the end of the earth. I am blind. I can't see. But still, my insight is bright. The last day, he says, world looks at me and says, Sri Khan, you can do nothing. But I look back at the world and say, I can do anything. The same thing Paul says. The reason why God made Paul three days blind because he saw the world impossibilities. But in his blindness, in his insight, he believed, I can do all things. I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthened me. And he was a successful God's man in his life. Brothers and sisters, when your heart is overwhelmed, go back to Psalm 61. 
David, when his heart was overwhelmed, fainted, he wept to the Lord. And second, he says, Lord, it is impossible for me. I have come to the end of the earth. No more to go. That's it, Lord. I am honest. I'm not pretending. This is my situation. People are chasing me. I'm running. I'm running. I'm running out of my life. Now I have come till the end. I can't run any longer. Lord, hold my hands, lest I will fall. And number three, David, when his heart was overwhelmed, he said, Lord, lead me to Jesus Christ. Lead me to the rock. Lead me to my refuge. And lead me to the strength. And he will me hook up. He will take me from the end of the earth. This Srikanth Bala was blind and rejected, discouraged. People said, you are good for nothing. You don't have any future. Whatever you find, eat and die. But he said, it is possible when God is with me. And that's my prayer. And that's my desire. That all of you who hear this message from 61 will be touched. You may be fainting and discouraged. But remember, God is with you. God bless you all. Amen. Oh
Let's bow our heads and close our eyes and lift our hearts to the rock. Who is our refuge and our strength. Who will give us hope to move forward. Father God, we thank you so much indeed for your wonderful grace and mercy today. You are so wonderful, God, and sweet to think. We thank you for the assurance that you have given us through your promises in the scriptures. And you have taken us and you have brought us from the end of the earth where we thought that's it, no more further to go. But we thank you, dear Lord, when we tried to put full stop next to but you said, no, I can take you further. Thank you, dear Lord, for the confirmation you have given us through Jesus Christ. I bring people whose hearts are really overwhelmed. People have lost their loved ones. People who have lost their job. People who have lost their hope. People are not feeling well, dear Lord. We see the death is not far away from us. Lord, we see that tomorrow is uncertain in our lives. But we always thank you, dear Lord. Our tears will always be before your eyes. And you will never let your people to cry and lament. Thank you so much for accepting us and considering our play and helping us to move forward. Bless everyone and continue to be with them and so that they will come to you because you are our hiding place. Thank you for hearing our prayer once more, dear Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of our Father and the communion of the Holy Spirit may abide with each and every one of us today and forevermore. Amen. 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 Praise be to the Lord. In fact, uh, I just realized uh, when pastor was uh, delivering that message, uh, that message was for me. Because when our heart is overwhelmed, I just realized I have been so overwhelmed that I have even forgotten to welcome the church members when I was doing the welcome. Then I realized the condition that I was in because we are all overwhelmed with the cares of this world, you know, uh, with, uh, with our difficulties and the stress and strain uh, of life that we are overwhelmed. And, I, and uh, that was evident in the very fact that I, I didn't individually welcome you all. I would like to extend my apologies, but I want to thank the Lord. Just as this message spoke to me, the Lord has spoken to each and every one of you through that, so that we will be able to cry. We will be able to tell, Lord, it seems like this is the end. Please lead us to the rock that is higher than I. May that be the experience of everybody, the Malden, Chelmsford, Basildon, Braintree Church members. May God bless you as you go through this week, that this message of hope and strength 
will carry you through the rest of this week. And I want to thank the Lord uh, for using his servant to deliver this message for a time such as these. That he will be able to lead us to the rock that is higher than I, than us. Today at 3.30 p.m., do not forget to be back here for the Bible study. The introduction to the sanctuary service by our very own pastor. Uh, I'd like to also thank all the Zoom um, members uh, and those who came on the YouTube to, to visit our church. I pray that God will bless you. And I'm sure you have received the same message, blessings that we have received here on the live Zoom service. And special thanks to the visitors, especially we have been garnering visitors from all over the world. Those who know Pastor through his uh, different uh, services have come on here. I'd like to express our heartfelt thanks to you. And all the participants, beginning from the Sabbath school down to the uh, divine service, thank you one and all for your time, effort, and service for God's glory and honor. May God bless you and your families and your children and your extended families, wherever they might be. Have a wonderful Sabbath. Now, as we break out, uh, please spend some time fellowshipping with uh, one another. You know, this is the only time that we have uh, so that, you know, we, we refresh our uh, time uh, of fellowship. Please come to the breakout room with your videos on. At least people can see your faces and wish you Godspeed. Thank you one and all and have a happy Sabbath. God be with you till we meet.